Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's up, everybody? It's Joel Lapuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I am with my guys. First off, my man, Matt Welty. Here we are, ready for the podcast. Yes, okay. Well, that energy, are you ready? I'm not sure he's ready. A thousand percent. Yeah, I don't know. Someone who does have a lot of energy, and he got his high and tight from the barber. I could tell he's back in his bag. My man, Brendan Dunn, welcome. Does the haircut look okay? Looks good. Welty? It looks all right. Okay, see? It looks good. Support your friends. Thank you, Joe. I'm here. Thank you, Joe, and only Joe. Yeah, it looks good. Don't worry about it. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, just started to rain, but we're not going to let that drain our energy, okay? No, sir. No, sir. We're not going to let that stop us. But I actually, one thing, I want to ask permission because there is one thing I'm hoping maybe we can let stop us. I, I know people in my life are sick of hearing about this, but I have so many packages coming every single day. I complain yes. about it in Slack all the time. I'm expecting like three deliveries today, a Herman Milley desk, some sneakers from Ooh. here, some sneakers from there. If Listen, if my doorbell rings, do I have permission to leave? And, and briefly, you guys can keep talking, but go yeah. go talk to the FedEx man. Go retrieve the package downstairs. Do I have permission? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Permission granted. I'm, wait, I'm not waiting for – I'm waiting for some shoes as well. Um, but I don't think they're going to come during the podcast, but what are the shoes, Joe? I'm you can't go, just say that it. and not tell us. I'm going to save it. Something special. One is, um, a pair of, uh, guava union fours. That okay. Welty's looking a little jealous. Cause I know he's been chasing those down. Well, Welty knows in the slack Thursday, it was Thursday. And we were talking about, are the prices on the union fours going to drop? Mm-hmm. No. And Welty said they're not going to drop the guavas. So it was back and forth, back and forth. And then I sent Welty a screen grab. I, I, I bought him resell. Yeah. You took the, you took the plunge. I think, I think all the prices are going to go up just in general. Like just as these things are, you know, want to do, they, the prices go up over time, but especially the guava pair being mm-hmm. that it was only an exclusive to union. I can't yeah. see the prices on that going down. So misinfo convinced me to get another pair. Well, did you see your personal influence affecting the price of that shoe at all? Because I know you are big on the on the Guava Union Jordan 4. You want a pair. You want to be on the beach in a Speedo, some of those Randy Savage-looking sunglasses you have. Are, are you trying to drive the market up single-handed? I, yeah, I mean, I, I would— He had a whole vision. I would I would love a pair. The, the one that I—the one fit that I did see, Joe, over the weekend, I don't know if you saw it, but our, our guy at Barr had a, had a Guava fit, I think, with a pair of— 
pink sweatpants that was absolutely okay. Crushing I gotta, it. I got to check it out because Miss Info also crushed it. Crushed it. Well, to you took a screenshot and put it up on the mood board? Maybe. I'd be doing that. I'm not going to front. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> not, not mood board, but the camera roll, definitely. And uh, archiving it. You know, you talked about draining our energy. You know what won't drain, which is the most frustrating thing of all time? Your tub. <laughs> My bathtub. How did that happen? I have to ask, no, no disrespect, but you're not, a guy, you're not a guy with a lot of hair. So your tub getting clogged, the drain, how does that happen? What are you doing? Um, I don't know. I got body hair, but um, I, uh, I think um, I have a bit of hair. Okay. 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, either way, it, uh, it just it happened. And it happened when we were shooting the season premiere of Ooh. Full Size Run. Um, and it's kind of one of those frustrating things where you're like, why isn't this going down and have to deal with Did you use Drano? Not yet. No, it's it's a fucking You called the Mario Brothers on the plumbing tip. Tried 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 pouring hot water down, tried pouring uh baking baking uh powder, like all that shit, man. Like the drip on full size run premiere was too much. So (laughs) drip was too much, drip too hard. It dripped down the drain. I'm looking forward to that one, and we could get to it because it's a special. This one. is going to run Friday. Oh, it's a special one, and I heard that yeah, you guys, you it's your show. You guys talk about it a little bit. Wealthy, talk to him. Talk to him. Um, so season premiere, season eight. It's actually like season ten if you actually okay. add up the number of episodes that we did before we even took a, a season one. Got the reps in. Um, yeah. So season eight, season seven with Trinidad. Um, it is Quavo. Great, Amigos. great guest. Hancho. Hancho, yeah. that's right. Many time, three time guest of Joe LaPuma on his various yes. platforms. Um, Quavo, he, Quavo always brings the energy. Great, I think he, great may, I think he may have the most guest appearances out of all the people you've had on your platforms. That might, that might be, that might be true. Are we getting him on the podcast anytime soon then? We might have to go for the, the four, what's it, four Pete? Yeah. Five, yeah. I, I mean, you guys are the sports guys. Tell me, you tell me the sports term. Yeah. Speaking about sports, we're not going to get into it, but Izzy Adesani put on a clinic Saturday night oh my in the God. UFC. And that's all I'm going to say. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> as long as you promise we're not going to get into it. That's it. Wealthy, I know we were watching, but uh, that's all I'm going to say. You guys can text about that. Yeah, done. We're not going to do it. We're not going to. Thank um, you. We're not going to get into it. But I didn't finish. I have one more package coming that I'm going to save talking about. You guys know about but I'm going to save it. I know what it is. Yes, I'm very, very excited. The packages stress me out, man. Yeah, well. USPS, USPS is holding something from Corgi Shoe hostage right now. I don't think I'm ever going to see oh, it. Oh, Corgi. We need Corgi. Oh, yeah. Is there, Brendan, is there anything more disappointing, though, when you when you finally hear that doorbell ring and you're like, all right, is it one, a seated Here. pair of sneakers, mm-hmm. two, for me, is it like, is it the crackhead who lives upstairs, like oh. trying to let someone into the apartment or three? Okay. Is the Census it, Bureau. Or no. Or is it Dave Matthews sent you some bullshit that you probably already have. For the <laughs> what did he send? A mic cover? <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's oh, like, oh yeah. you, you got you your think- mic cover? I'm like, I already have one, bro. But thanks. I appreciate listen, it. Listen, uh, listen. I love the production team and all the support they've given us during these yes. quarantine times. We've been, we've been recording from home. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of equipment coming in. So. Twice a week, I have a package from some producer 
or something on one of the shows and I do appreciate it. But every time I do wish it was an actual pair of sneakers or something yes. I bought. I think I think the one that Brennan got most excited about was we both got sent a green screen recently, which <laughs> really the, have a big, big, the, big wow. green screen. Whoa. In my but you know what though? You know what though? All this equipment is gonna help when I claim this room on my taxes and write it yeah. off some yeah. of the rent. So yeah, the like fact Trump. that I have a bunch of recording equipment in <laughs> please no. The Wait, fact that the haircut looks better. Studio here, right? <laughs> the haircut looks green better, right? Screen. It didn't cost wow. me 70k. Wow. But it's good to have all the equipment in here just in case the IRS comes knocking. I will open up the door and say, look, this is cool. Oh, the, the doorbell just Whoa, rang. Speaking wow. of knocking. Keep it in. Oh, keep it in. Go, go, go. Keep it in. I'm glad it's happening in the beginning. All right, guys. Okay, here he comes. Great news. What is it? Package number one has touched down. And what is it? <sighs> should I spoil it or should I open for you live on camera? It's live not the on most camera. exciting one. Okay. I don't know how many more I'm waiting for today, but let's do it. Let's do it. So this is actually something I bought by accident. Okay. Not really. Not really. You ever you ever put in a random lowball bid on StockX and you don't expect anybody to fulfill yes. it, and then months later, oh, I know it goes what this through? is. Yes, I like that. I, know this I like when now. that happens. I know exactly what this is now. This was kind of a flex. Or this is me. a flex. I don't know. Not really. Is it a come up? Is it a steal? It's a come up. Uh, I got that under retail. I'm happy about that. It's just a very random thing. It's nothing weird. It's just like, oh. Not a person. Hold on. Hold on. Man, I'm really giving I'm really giving the podcast listeners the behind the scenes of my fucking life. With the verified tag on it. You, you guys still rocking with me? Yep, we're here. <laughs> oh wow, I got a cut in, I got a cut in the zipper. Oh. Uh oh. That's a good jacket. A good jacket. What do you guys think? I like it. Reflective? Looks That's good. Camo, you know what? I'm going to be upstate this weekend. I'm going to be maybe in a pumpkin patch, might be picking some apples. So this is going to be nice for that weather. I'll be doing some artisanal stuff. Okay. That looks good. I'm glad we waited eight minutes for that. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Something that we wanted to discuss that uh didn't didn't want to uh, bring up in the group chat before because I told <laughs> Brendan that I was gonna bombard you with this one, Joe. No, um, it, hold, hold on. Did we talk about it in the group chat? Because I have a bone to pick with both of you guys. No, we didn't. Okay. I have no Do, idea what either of you guys are talking about. If I know what he's talking about, and I may not, but I, Dave Matthews knows what I'm about to talk about. You guys don't no, know it's not. what it's I'm not. about to talk about. What are we? Go I'm ahead. so confused. Can I, can I talk about it? So last week, uh, Joe LaPuma, shout out for sneaker shopping, coming back, all that. You posted, you finally posted in the, in the groups, in the Slack. That you went to go have the Action Bronson uh, yes. bagel sandwich. But you made it seem like you were, you just went to Queens and got a sandwich. Then I see on the IG story, oh, little, I po- little, little pose outside. Turns yes. out Joe LaPova had a whole Full video, promo video for the sandwich yes. run. Just yeah. for you to get a breakfast sandwich. Yes, that, we're, we're stepping up the promo. We're stepping How come up no the... camera crew is showing up when I get a package from UPS? Well, actually, the, I mean... No, it didn't. But yeah, we're doing we're we're stepping up promo, baby. And Did you get makeup done to go eat the breakfast no, sandwich? No. Shouts to Utopia Bagels, though. Shouts to the Only for Dolphins bagel sandwich, the Action Bronson sandwich. If you're in Queens, go get that for real. And 
on the topic of Action Bronson. Now, I will never forgive you guys. Do you know what why? Do we do? Do we, is, there, is there a mistake in the episode? You left your boy out to dry. I can't believe it. My two, what happened, my Joe? co-hosts, my friends, my confidants. I said W Did taps. We to take it down? W, uh-uh. w taps in the episode. I, I put I put a note. And I put a note in the. Go ahead. I put a note in the frame. <laughs> I, I didn't see I it. I put a note in the frame. I did not see it. I said, for the record, I put it. I put it in the frame. I said, just so you know, it's pronounced double, double taps. taps. And I know how you get sometimes when you don't want to go over it because you say, you know what, the kid, the kids will get it. I don't want to. I don't no. want to fix it. Somebody DM me about flub. this this morning. That was okay. That was a flub. That okay, I flub. put it in there. That's it's not okay. On me then. Are they roasting you in the comments? Uh, there's a few comments and double taps. Listen, my boys, let me hang out to dry. Wow. Yeah, so Dave Matthews hey. chiming in. I don't know if it matters, but it's pronounced double taps. Where were you on that, Dave? Maybe you also left me out. Sneaker shopping producer Dave Matthews in okay. the chat right now, giving the receipts. Wealthy did mention it, Joe. Okay, it be your own people. That's all I'm going to say. And, and, and it's the sort of thing, Joe, knowing you, knowing you, that if I've already given you advice on something once and you don't take the advice. No, you, Wealthy. No, but from experience, you usually ignore it for a reason. You don't want to be told a second time. That you already made the executive decision. I love how spicy you didn't want to change is. it, so that's got, why I'm uh, bring it up again. No, you sh- you definitely should uh, feel free to bring it up. Honestly, that's a mistake. That was a mistake. Uh, and listen, it's a scandal that hopefully doesn't take my career down. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to we're here to learn and grow from our mistakes. Yeah, a couple people what, commented. What what would you say just for the viewers? What was the biggest kind of like flub or uh, mistake or something? Blubber. R.I.P. I mean, Robin Williams. Not embarrassed by, but like um that that actually published? I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah. Do you have one? And no, there's I don't, been times I, I where was, there's been times listen, you're never. in the listen, you're in the moment, and sometimes you just like have I think maybe to be totally transparent, maybe I called the Taxi 12s flu game. I don't know, something. It was something like that. And I just remember thinking, no, you know what it was? You know what it was? I remember, I forget what episode it was. Um, It was, I called the Last Shots flu games because they're both black and red. Mm -hmm. You thought they were going to kick you out of stadium goods for life? No, but I remember it was just a total, um, the Last Shot 14s, it just was a total like, I'm on set and like I'm, you know, I just didn't think and I I totally messed it up. But not from a knowledge standpoint, just from like a, you know, but I think. Anyway, go ahead. No, I think one of the other um, ones that I remember, we had to go over like five different times, which forgive me, forgive me if this is embarrassing and it's no shots, but it was how to actually pronounce Sean's last name. And I think, I think Sean who? I, Sean Witherspoon. Yeah, I remember that. And I, th- I think you got like advice from like five. Of- this is like before. This is like right when his shoe first came out. You're like, is it Watherspoon? Is it Witherspoon? Is it Wortherspoon? Was there a scandal? No, no we got scandal. it right. In I the think end. we got it right. Yeah, we got it right. I-, I do want to talk about a scandal. This is maybe nope. the biggest scandal on the sneaker internet, or the or the thing that has people most fired up in the past week. Warren Lotus back at it again. With the SB Dunk homage, some might call it a ripoff, some might call it a counterfeit. It's a remake of the 2005 legendary staple Pigeon Dunk SB 
This this time, Jeff Staple is involved. Warren Lotus, if you guys haven't seen his work, he's basically remaking old SP Dunks and putting a Jason mask swoosh over them. He also does some clothing and things like that, but we know him most for these sneakers, and, and people are upset. I have never seen, I mean, maybe you, I mean, listen, I know that they're the pigeon dunk and SBs in general is something that is so protected and doing a twist on them is, is a point of contention for people. But I mean, you guys were getting added on Instagram um, this weekend. I'm sure I was a lot like you guys got to talk about it, man. Did people feel very, very passionate about this and to be for total transparency, we tried to get Warren Lotus and Jeff Staple on the podcast this week, and um, we would love to chop it up with them. But yeah, I just th- it went off. It went off, and a lot of people felt away about the a reimagining way. reimagining the pigeon dunks. Yeah, Welty, do you feel away? Um, so I think. Be careful because people are going to call you a gatekeeper no matter what you say. No, here, but, but go I, uh, ahead. I, I, and, I, and, I've, and I've kind of thought about not exactly what I'm going to say, but how I'm going to approach the topic before I, before sure. I get into it. Um, I think the, the first video that we all need to give respect to, the, the review that we saw is uh, Rolo Tenedo, I think pronounce his name. Nike Talk OG, Dunks Are Nice. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe posted it in the in the Slack today, saying his the thumbnail on his YouTube video where he has all the three shoes lined up was a priceless reaction to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, priceless. Um, OG dude has crazy dunk Air Jordan One collection, but um, you know he kind of said that when you saw the first uh, saw the first dunk, made a little sense. It was it was the Brendan was the was it the the not the Jason Dunk was the original one, right? Mm-hmm. That he did, and you're like, okay, so. yes. little playful, I get it. Then you do the Stussy Dunk, and you're like, oh, maybe it's a, it's a one off. Then you do the Heineken Dunk, and you're like, all right, are you just taking like the you know the Alibaba you know dunks that you can buy for thirty dollars and putting your logo on it, which he claims wasn't doing he said it was all made or italian made materials and then he does the jeff staple one with the blessing of which jeff, jeff staple, staple co-signed yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. it was a collaborative project well warren has said that he uses i think when it first um the stussy i think he kind of said i use the best materials and things like that what do you guys think it is Here's here's the thing. I think sometimes it's hard to judge a product without hearing the details on how and why it was made. And I feel like that with these sneakers to some extent. But but also I'm worried that this guy is never going to go on record and talk about the shoes because that's what we really want. But I'm, I'm going to say I don't like them and I wouldn't wear them. But I do think a lot of people's opinions right now on them are based on assumptions and them mm-hmm. not having the full info or just what they think they know about the shoes. I don't know that much about them. I think other risks like this stuff like the RE menthols or the consolidated drunk SPs. Right. Maybe made more of a statement or or were more more intentional in terms of what they were doing there's a huge wave of people right now doing that with jordan ones i I don't like any of that jordan one with the different logo type stuff so so i don't like the shoes yeah but but i want to hear more from him how they were made why they were made what he wants to do with them that's 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 my whole stance but i just don't know enough about it to really slam him like so many people online are do you think the menthols because the story was put out there um helped 
helped it along or what? What do you think the main yeah, and the logo the con- flip and the packaging and things like that? I I, I love that shoe, but yeah, it was a one off. It was a one off idea and concept that was executed. I feel like if it was just the the Jason Dunk, you kind of would have understood it to to a certain extent. Um, I don't think that him. I think that him not talking to anyone does what he's doing a disservice. I'm not saying whether it is right or wrong for him to do this. I'm not going to put that out there, but I just think that him, his lack of willingness to talk about what he's doing. I know some people want to be the mysterious artist behind, you know, the craft and go do your thing. Go ahead. Be that person. But I think this guy has a lot of questions to answer to people because he's making a lot of money off of something that people care a lot about. And a lot of people are worried about his intentions um, Mm. behind it. I know people saying like the product shots don't look like the final thing either. Yeah. And I I just think that he would do himself a a good service just being upfront and honest about what he's doing with the shoes. I think that that's fair to say. But also doesn't here on does, our podcast. Yeah, that's fair. But also doesn't. Yeah, I would love to have him on the podcast. Doesn't owe anyone explanations. But I, I do get what you guys say, just from an understanding standpoint. Yeah. Or or maybe Jeff Staple can explain it. Jeff yeah. Staple, you know. Jeff would be great on the podcast. I want to know why these shoes exist. Again, I don't like them, but I'm not going to slam them. In other news, real quick, I want to touch on this. While we're talking about sandwiches, I went back to Broncaccio's for the first time in a long time, a long time. And I got the conflict. Joey, stop talking about sandwiches no, 10 I got minutes the ago, but go ahead. I got the, I, well, we can, maybe we move this up, but I got the Complex magazine, and Joe Broncaccio, the owner of the store, said, uh, hey, why aren't you in that Sneakerheads Netflix uh, series? And and you had the same question. Did you, you got the same question, I'm sure, this week, and I heard it from like three people. I'm asking all our higher-ups. Joe, I mean, Trinidad asked you that when you were on the – the FSR one. Yes, Trinidad. Exactly. That was another one. Trinidad asked. I thought we may see Trinidad in it. But um, yeah, long story short, maybe there's a second season, hopefully. But the show's doing really well. I know that some true, quote unquote, sneakerheads had some things to say negative, but also uh, some good positive reaction. But it's really doing well. It's, I think it's number four on Netflix right now. So it's a fun watch. Don't take it too seriously. I know that a lot of times we are so by the by the box and by the the book in terms of sneaker culture, but uh, it's a fun little fun little watch, and I, I watched the um, whole thing this this weekend. So yeah, you sneaker. Did the binge? I did binge, and the episodes are short, twenty three minutes or so. So I, I binged them. I, I still want to know why I wasn't given the first writer refusal for a starring role in Sneakerheads, and oh. I'm upset, obviously, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as motivation to continue pushing for the role I really deserve in space jam 2 which is definitely going to happen budget permitting and i know welty's coming with me on that journey buscemi's cameo in in sneakerheads is good he's like plays the plays the don kind of so and it it got a it got a uh, co-sign from our first guest chris fidel yes it did it did chris fidel og important co-sign and then while we're on the topic of food and sneakers Another thing. Still on sandwiches. Uh, yeah. no, no, Still not, not. Oh, I see. No, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the tra- transition. I see where you're going. Take us there, Joe. Take us there, Joe. Another thing that shook the sneaker world this weekend. The Scars Pizza Air Force Ones being found in a Burlington coat factory. What was it? 
Yes. $59.99. We don't always want to return to resale prices, but this is a shoe you could immediately bring to StockX and sell for between three dollars and $4,000 probably, or you yes. could give them to Wealthy's friend, PG Knows, who PG always knows seems when- to have a full-size run of the sneakers. <laughs> he, he did a full press tour for this this come-up from Burlington Coat Factory over the weekend. A lot of people thought it was fake. Yep. Wealthy, do you think it's real? I, I do think it's real. I know Russ Benson was in our uh, another guest of the pod was in our comments saying, "Come the fuck on, you know this is fake. Why did you guys post really? it?" Really? Yes. Really? Um, he said, "Calm the fuck down." Yeah. Wait, was it? Calm the fuck on. Uh, my man PG knows hit every single Burlington Coat Factory, Marshalls, <laughs> TJ Maxx, and Tri-State. I was I was watching oh PG knows Instagram story. Like, I hope he gets one. I hope he gets one. Hope he gets it. He didn't. He didn't get he it. He said um, it was legit. He, yeah. he said it was legit. Yeah, and the legit. guy who posted it, Sipping Kicks One Hundred and One, posted a video with the tag still on, saying this is one hundred percent true. I am not capping. Of course. We, we can't always trust people on the internet, but it looked legit to me. Uh, Wealthy, do you have any inside info since yeah, I think it's, PG? Yeah, I think it's too, I don't want to say random, but kind of random. For people who don't know, the Scars Air Force One was a friends and family only sneaker that was given out, I believe, to 50 people um, from Scar, who owns the pizza place in New York, designed by another friend of the podcast, Clark Kent. Um, yes, sir. It's one of those shoes that, it's so rare and it's so expensive that someone isn't going to plant a pair of this shoe in a in a Burlington coat factory and be like, "Look what I found." Unless on the it shelf. was PG. Yeah. Anyways, also um, Clark commented on the guy's yes Instagram like, "Hey, I designed those." I think not that you could always tell from a picture, but I think Clark would have been like, "Hey, this looks off." So yeah. Um, I did a story a few years back, 27, 2017, beginning of maybe, I think, beginning of 2017. Um, Around that time, a pair of Fragment Jordan 1s, another very hype shoe, turned up in a Mm -hmm. Marshalls. And everyone was like, everyone's always so quick to say, this is fake, this is fake, this is fake. I mean, if you you watch these people who, who do this, there's quite a few guys on YouTube. They do come across some okay stuff from time to time. Nothing, nothing crazy, crazy, but some some good stuff. It's a lot of Harachis and Ultra Boosts and stuff like that. But you do come across some some good shoes. And I had actually spoken to a guy who worked at Marshalls. Um, he was a dude who was like a size eighteen sneakerhead, or it's like a size seventeen. And a lot of people know a lot of the shoes in Marshalls are always big sizes. So this guy was always on the hunt for uh hype shit at marshall's um he explained the process to me he basically said that you know nike will give shoes to retailers sometimes retailers can't pay their bills nike has to take the shoes back from the retailers they may end up there at marshall's um samples there's also this whole economy of shoes getting shipped from china in boats that don't make the release date and they show up three months later and you know you can't really sell them so what they do is they put the shoes in just kind of like a warehouse and just label it men's basketball there's no description Mm. of any of the products it's just twenty thousand pairs of men's basketball sneakers so it could be a pair of scars air force ones or it could be a pair of size 17 hyperdunks and marshall's will just buy a big plot or Burlington Coat Factory, or TJ Maxx, or just buy a big plot of shoes. 
sight not unseen. Not knowing what the inventory is. Yeah, so there could have been one pair of SCARS Air Force Ones in a plot of 100,000 sneakers that Burlington Coat Factory purchased. Happened. Yeah. And this is the one, and yeah. this is the one pair that, that, you know, that someone found was a size seven and a half. Awesome. Good for the guy. Great come up. So when we were putting this together, we don't have a guest this week. Spoiler alert. If in case you don't know, we don't have a guest this week. So we've been thinking about what, what do we want to talk about this week? And I think that the scars pizza air force one, kind of reminded us three of come-ups we've had during our sneaker history. And by come-ups, we don't mean free sneakers. To me, it's very different. Come-ups is yeah. something unexpected. It's a, it, it lands in your lap or it's, it's a steal that you go into a sneaker store and, and maybe there is a pair of shoes that you would never think were on the shelves and you end up buying it. But I think that we all have these stories, and I think I think it's a perfect week to let the audience know on some of our biggest come-ups. And I agree with you. I don't, I don't think it's a come-up. I don't think that's a shoe that a brand sends to you for free or that a no retailer holds you down on. I mean, it's nice to have those friends in the industry, and we all reap the benefits of that. But to me, a come-up is something you went out seeking, and you didn't have any cheat codes for, but you, yes. you hunted for it, and you stacked the discount code on top of another discount code to pre-order it and find it somewhere where nobody else found it. So that's, that's what we're talking about here to me. And I love it because when come-ups happen, they just really land in your lap, honestly. Like... They really, to me, a true come up is you get that feeling of excitement because you, it sounds a little corny, but you can't, it's like almost too good to be true. And the other thing about come ups is sometimes you acquire a pair of sneakers in a way that was unexpected. And then over time, the value goes up and they become more rare, or there's a story behind them that it kind of ties back to the sneaker and the sneaker itself becomes sort of part of sneaker history in its own way because it may never have came out or the, you know what I mean? Like it goes through, it goes through history that of twists and turns and and sometimes those are the best come up. So, you know, I, I, the good thing about this is that I am not really quite sure of your come up. So I'm interested to hear what you guys have come up with I feel like we've had so many sneaker conversations for so many minutes of so many days and I'm not really sure what your guys most infamous come ups are so who wants to kick it off Wealthy I want to know about your bargain hunting in the northeast or Yeah or, let's or hear what, it or what, <sighs> what what warehouse in Massachusetts you dug a pair out of I th- well um, I used to, I think I may have mentioned it on here. I used to go, um, shopping at this store called, uh, Georgian Phillips, um, in Exeter, New Hampshire. Um, okay. Those, what is that? For those who don't know, I know Brendan knows, but Exeter, New Hampshire was the, 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 re- the original research and development, um, headquarters for Nike. It's no longer open. But the the town has this weird connection to the swoosh. And right. there was this store called George and Phillips that was downtown that was an actual like running store. And they would just get, you know, before Nike outlets, I feel like we're a huge thing. Nike would just kind of like dish off like old right. product um, yeah. to them. And it would just kind of like they'd have these infamous like sidewalk sales 
in the summertime. Either way, flash forward all these years, and I think that this was like 2005 or 2000, probably 2006. And I, and I walk in and I'm just looking for shoes because I had gone there and bought the Air 180s from the History of Air Pack. And I bought the Air Max 93s from the History of Air Pack for like 50 bucks a piece, which I was like, awesome. Let's see what else they have. And I just mm-hmm. go over to the corner and there's like a like random like shoes all the way on the bottom of the wall. And the two models I end up getting were super obscure stuff. There's a shoe called the Air Terra Goatech. Um, it's, okay. it's an early ACG shoe from 2000. So this was 2006. And the shoe was still sitting on the shelf. Of, of the After st- six years, really. Wow. That's yeah. the kind of old stock if they you, had sitting around. If you guys around. look it up, it's... Yeah. It's super awesome. It has a yellow midsole with blue, like speckled pattern on it. Um, full zoom air. That shoe was awesome. And there was also, I got this random shoe that was a, it was a track shoe for the, or like a, like a, a flat racing shoe from Nike from mm-hmm. the 2000 Olympics that had like the, the gold, uh, the red, white, and blue colorway with like the gold speckled laces on it. And I okay. think they were both like $40 a pair. But the shoes were like from ni- like from early 1999, 2000. And I was like, wow, how the fuck did I just go into a store and buy sneakers that were seven years old off the shelf of like a sporting goods store? I love those kind of stories because I feel like wealthy. I feel like maybe your generation and my generation missed out on that thing a lot. I feel like guys who we know like Abdul or, or PG yeah. who we were talking about earlier were in that hunting stage where you could still go and find and, and you still can to some extent, but old mom and pop stores and clean out dead stock from decades ago. I, I never really had a lot of success doing that. I certainly tried to do it a bit. So I'm, I'm glad that you have a story like that because those are the things I always dreamed of was going to somebody and asking to see in the basement what they had or in the attic what they had and finding obscure things. What are the best stores for those right now? Do you think you got to ask Abdul? You're your uh, your infamous. Uh, what's the the spicy spicy uh, action? Spicy action. Wealthy's got a spot in Philly that that suplex. is infamous for that that he can't even talk about. No, right? no, 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 not, no. Not that suplex, store so. actually uh, got it. I don't. I don't want to bring it up, but sadly enough, there was a store in Philly. I remember sending Joe a bunch of pictures of it that yes. everyone knew throughout the years that just had. It was like owned by this like uh, old Korean family who just kind of like owned the store and kind of like you had to be on their good side to buy the shoes. You know, I'd ask them for stuff and they were like, maybe I'll find it in the basement. Maybe I won't, you know, and you're like, okay, cool. But I guess they um, they got hit pretty hard when um, after all the George Floyd stuff happened. So it kind of sucked to see, you know, OG store kind of get raided, but is what it is. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I, I think my best come up story for sure is... is the thing where I got the pit crew Jordan threes for like a hundred or two hundred dollars, but I'm pretty sure I've told that on this this podcast before. So I don't want to keep going with the same old tales. You know what I mean? But I do think a lot of my come up stories are from when I was in college because that's when I was less jaded and I still had a ton of energy every okay. day to flip through like Nike Talk outlet thread and look for yes. cheap stuff in random places around the world. You know, like and and it's nothing super crazy. You know, like All Star Dunks in 2012, that Galaxy pair. I think I got those for forty bucks with the they came with the anti theft tag still attached because somebody at the outlet forgot to pop it off and i called them like hey trying to get a discount code out of it they were like just use a screwdriver and pry it off you know in that same time a lot of jordan sixes in that era like every every jordan six colorway was available at outlets for 99 dollars, and it didn't feel like a crazy come up but sometimes you could stack coupons on top of coupons and get them super cheap so that was for a couple years there i spent a lot of money on that type of stuff just random retro stuff i don't i don't want to cut you off of actual real funny odd story that happened to me once working at a sneaker store you talked about the security tag i remember yeah. uh when i was working at Foot Locker in uh Pe- in the north shore mall in Peabody, massachusetts and we had that on our counter where like you would take the the tags off with, yeah but it wasn't they're usually screwed on yep because you know thieves want to to beat the thing and we didn't have it screwed on and it was just sitting next to the register and I wasn't paying attention, and someone actually stole the the magnet that <laughs> someone takes, stole the anti theft thing. Someone stole well, the they magnet. They could have a that, field day, I'm sure. Then that yeah, and now they could just run into any store they want and just pop the pop the theft tags up. And I remember having to call the district manager and be like, <laughs> I got I got the I got with your the tail theft between tag. your legs. Yeah. I got the yeah I got the theft tag stolen, and they were like not happy. About the that. other thing that happened, they put that on your performance review at finish line when they we went to an ink tag system, and then sometimes people would come in and like on the left side of the t-shirt or the hoodie, it'd be like ink stains, and you knew that it was clearly stolen, and they just kind of re- rejiggered the ink tag to take it off with like at home. So wow, they so, came in, they were trying to like return the merchandise. No, just wearing it, just wearing it. And oh, it may not have been from you, our yeah. store, but Scarlet the, letter. Yeah, the ink tags, you're like, oh, it's a it's a clean <laughs> hoodie. And then on the left side, lower left side or so, there's there's ink splattered in a uh in a section. But wow, so Welty, you got the you were were you the man the manager on duty when you got the the whole Yes. Yes. Okay. No, oh, no. Joe, Joe, were you doing outlet hunting back in those days? I wasn't doing outlet hunting. Um my come up is is later in life. Outlet hunting in Long Island, to be honest, wasn't that popping. I think maybe there might have been, done to your point, a lot of people on Nike Talk in the area. So mm-hmm. the secrets were out as soon as – Okay. I think that really contributed to it. I just remember outlet hunting at like the Bellport or Tanger outlets. Like 
you didn't really get Cumulus, but like is, is Deer Park out there? Too, Deer Park is like is that? way new outlets and like okay. really really new. The Bellport outlets and I think Riverhead are the ones that through history is where you would find maybe Cumulus. And and I didn't really find Cumulus there, but I that's where I was getting when I you know I didn't really have a lot of money to buy. I was getting the Sunder Maxes there, but that's not a come up. It was mm-hmm. just like during the time the Savier Trainer. I got the olive and tan one, which is not a come up, oh, but, wow. but you know, it's also kind of like a classic sneaker. Someone put it in the slack. I think it was you, Welty, didn't or oh, yeah. yeah we like have a, we have a story coming out this week, hopefully on exactly. So the Sa- yeah, the Savier trainer is one that I got. And I remember thinking like, these are such a cool looking sneaker, but at the time it wasn't a come up. My come ups happened later. And I sent you guys the video, the most recent one, uh, Big come up was the Khaled, another one, Jordan threes. And we did a whole life by <laughs> complex video and he, he sent the, he sent the Khaled threes. It was because I hosted an event with Mark Wahlberg and Khaled in LA and he unveiled Reggie. Reggie was there. Reggie Saunders. He unveiled the Jordan threes. It was the follow-up to the red Jordan threes. And then a big chest came to the office and a gold chest that, Khaled design with the company and in it, like, I didn't even know that they were coming. We, we all lifted it up at the same time and the Khaled, another one threes were in it, the, the blue leather ones. And uh, I really like that video. It, everyone is like around it. Just the thing about that video is that our personalities, everyone's personality is like captured in a minute of that video. It's on um complex. It's like a life at complex, but that's not, and and the Macklemore sixes, of course, totally surprised. The, man, the, the humbling here is so no, swift but it's not and so thorough because I'm here talking about getting getting a pair of Jordan sixes for like eighty bucks or maybe yeah, sixty bucks if all... I stack the coupon on the coupon. Joe is here talking about after he hosted the Mark Wahlberg event, an incredibly Macklemore rare pair of, of but those of are modern three showed up in in a golden box. But but those are the modern come ups, and they're kind of like we said, they are shoes that are sent to you. But they are unexpected. But my my main come up Tell was me. a few years ago. Someone hits me that they're in L.A., a classic store in L.A. I don't want to say. Can we say the store? Uh, I can't say the store. I think you could find it. You could figure it out, though. But I okay. I checked and I, I have a guess. Yeah. Someone hits me up that they're in L.A., a classic store in L.A. And they were like, hey, there, there's these Kanye samples. And I know that you were a big fan of Kanye sneaker history and and your career mm-hmm. at complex earlier i remember kanye used to come into the office with uh our former editor-in-chief noah callahan bever or mark echo and you're just at work like we're at work and kanye west comes in the office and is like looking over fonts of the magazine that he's about to be in and be like oh we should you guys should do this font you guys should do that obviously kanye was blowing up at that point and changing influence in terms of sneakers and fashion and and music so everyone kind of knows that that really shaped kind of like it, it just it, it sounds weird, but your it, taste in, in footwear. Yeah, it just it just like wealthy always says it. Sometimes you look at images and it kind of sparks this kind of passion that you've had back in the day and that you still have. So people knew that that I was like a fan of of Kanye coming up in my career. So there's these Kanye samples, and I was half paying attention to the guy on the phone, he's like, do you want a pair? He's like, I can get a pair of these Kanye West samples. And, and you don't know what they are. 
He was like, that's hey, all he's using to describe them. It's just like, hey, I'm in LA and there's these Kanye samples. Um, you know, I know that, you know, it's it's kind of a cool piece of history. And I was like, yeah, man, definitely just let me know. And he was like, he's either gonna charge me fifty dollars or I can get him for free. And I was like, oh, even even better. Thanks, man. It wasn't the easy, so I that's why I was half paying attention. And right. it turns out that they are the Kanye Reebok S. Stock Carter samples. Really? And it turns out that the box I have says custom made for Kanye West in Kanye really? Kanye West size. There were four promo pairs. So it's a 12, right? 11 and a half. Okay. There were four different promo pairs of these Estot Carter Kanye West sneakers for Reebok. And he gives them to me. And to be honest, they're not great looking <laughs> like my colorway, <laughs> my, yeah. my colorways. I think it was not, like, not Kanye's best footwear moment. Exactly. And it's like this Gucci esque yeah. colorway is the one that I got. And yeah, so he gets them and he was like, Oh, I was like, how much are you? They're like, Oh, they just got rid of them. And, and uh, you know, I'm friends with the person. So they gave me them. I was like, I don't owe you any money for this. And he's like, no. So I'm like, okay, cool. They're not worth anything. At that point, mm-hmm. nothing. You know how we see rare things nowadays? It's always in our face. And it's like, wow, yeah. he. Ha- this was before that. Again, jaded. I met him in New York and I got the sneakers. I was like, hey, this is a cool thing to have. Like, I think I kept them at my desk for a while. Fast forward a couple years, Yachty, I think, identifies them. And some mm. pairs end up at Flight Club. Yachty, I think, got a pair. I don't know who got a pair first, but... Yachty got a pair and PJ Tucker on the second, the second episode of sneaker shopping bought, not bought a pair, bought a pair, not the color that I have, but a different color. But I don't think the the boxes don't say custom made for Kanye West. They're just samples. Mine says custom made for Kanye West. And I think the shoes exploded to like $3,500. Really? Yeah. I think there were, yes, I think there were a few pairs of those floating around uh, recently with the, who is it? The the chicks with kicks, Brendan? Is that was it? Oh, they have that huge collection in Florida. Yeah, like their father was like an entertainment lawyer or something like that, and they just yeah. have all these shoes. And I think everything. they had multiple pairs of those S. Doc Carters, but they were all in Jay Z's size. I think they were like a ten and a half, and they had like three pairs. And I think it said, I don't know if it said "Made for Kanye West" on the on the tag, but I think people tracked it down. They're like, oh, these are Jay Z's uh, personal pairs. Yeah, so my box is custom made for Kanye West. And to me, it was a, it was an afterthought. It was like my friend acquired these. Looking back, it's like it's probably one of the my favorite sneakers that I own from a collectible standpoint. That's special, especially with the box like that. I mean, the box is just like the fact that like Jay-Z was in a meeting with Reebok or yeah. something and, and was like, make these for Kanye. They have the dropout bear on the heel. Yeah. And these pairs were just like laying around. And again, it's like, you know, you hope for one day for the man cave. It's definitely going to be in the man cave. But but like you putting that you putting that on the shelf. Yeah, maybe once if the man cave ever <laughs> happens. But but you're going to have the signed uh, you're going to have the signed G units right next to the Kanye samples. You're going to have that's. Yeah. The battle of 2007, 50 and Kanye and, mm. and owning a pair of G unit sneakers and. Kanye's samples, uh, maybe one day they go in the man cave. But that was a story that I thought about. That's like a come up by definition, right? 
I think so. But also, like, I, I'm glad you put the context in it because I want to make sure people understand that what feels like in a come up, what feels like a come up in 2020 might not have been one when it first came out because values on things change. And like one example, again, I know this is a shoe I talk a lot about, but like the original Tom Sachs Mars Yards, I know when they first came out in 2012, retail was like $385. And I was in college at the time, and that was a lot of money to be spending on that sneaker. It, right now, Anybody would go and buy that shoe immediately for that much. I think I was going to grab them from a shop in Russia originally, you know, because because people had pairs and they weren't hard to get. But again, I, I felt a little nervous about spending that much. I think I ended up getting them from Union in L.A. I couldn't find the old emails, but even still, I, I was not so sure about it. And I did have to work for them. So in that respect, it felt like it come up, but it wasn't a hard shoe to get. But again, the context is super important because, you know, people see them and they're like, how did you get those? That's so crazy. And it's like, well... A lot of these things, you could just buy them when they first came out. And I think that's always important to, th- to think about. So to me, that's that's a special one in my collection, but not a come up. And I'm glad, Joe, again, you're like, well, how you felt about the shoe changed over the years. Totally. Kind of. and, and that's the thing. Like, we all have been very fortunate and thankful to get sneakers that we got we, we got for cheap or, or free. And they turned out to be super valuable, but there is a different feeling. Yeah, that's not what this it's is about. It's totally different. Like, I, I am so thankful for the Macklemore's and the Khaled 3s. That's why I brought it up. This is a totally different, different feeling, though. But I do think I do think that there is something to be said, uh, not to, like, tout free sneakers or anything like that. But when you finally, like, get that, like, one shoe that there's a lot of shoes that the way that, like, sneaker media, like, seating works is that, like, there's kind of, uh, you know, brands that have a lot of people who work in the industry on on their seating list, not to name them or whatever, but, you know, a new model. Will name come. them. Come on. No, it doesn't matter. It's not calling anyone out. So but like a new shoe will come out and that shoe will get sent to like everyone, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone gets it. And then there'll be some stuff that's like kind of like ultra tier stuff where it's like stuff that Joe's talking about where it's like. Oh, you got sent a pair of cause fours. Like people do get seated that, but you kind of have to be like level up status to to kind of get there. And then there's like these weird shoes that you might get where you only got it because you're actually friends with the person who who yes. made the shoe. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it it's not through being on a like a, a corporate brand seating list or just being a cool influencer. It's like you you had a the right connection to the right person and they made a product and you're one of the first people that they thought about. And I don't wouldn't call it a come up, but those sneakers do feel a little more special when you finally get them in, in hand. Something, something that none of us felt with the Jown New Balance. <laughs> I yeah, don't think for any real. of us have them still, no, still none of us. And the other thing I would say, and listen, this is no BS. I love that the Caledon Macklemore's have stories behind it. And they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't just show up. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly, like I no, love that. Yeah. I love that. Hey, I got these, and I hosted an event with Mark Wahlberg. I never met him, and we I flew to L.A. and Khaled had me host the unveiling of it. And then Macklemore, we were shooting for a, a show that I do, and he surprised me and gave it to me. Like to be honest, the value is one thing, but the story really. And and yeah. a lot of people say, and a lot of it sounds cliche and and BS, but it's not those. It's way different than these just came in the mail. The fact that I have like some sort of stories connected to those two. A personal connection to the people exactly. who are responsible for them. Exactly. I think one of the, sh- one of the shoes that not a huge 
come 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 up as far as like value goes, but a shoe that I got on the cheap that I guess I had a story to was I think it was 2013. Yeah, 2013 when the when the shoe came out, it was the New Balance 990 V3 Boston Marathon Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think as a lot of listeners know, that end and I love the shoe. It was a purple suede. New Balance 990 with like almost like a pigeon colored sole and it had Paul Revere embossed on the heel and like a map of the Boston Marathon on the inside. And I was like, when I just saw it, I was like, this shoe is fucking amazing. I need these shoes. And then that was the year that the bombing happened at at the Boston Mm -hmm. Marathon. And then it just made me feel like really weird about having the sneakers, you know, especially like being up there. I just, I just didn't, I didn't want to think about it. I didn't, I didn't want to have the shoes. So flash forward like a year and a half or something like that. And I'm visiting my parents up in New Hampshire and I'm driving back to New Jersey. I think I had just started at complex full time. So I had a little bit of money in the bank account and I stop at the, the factory in Lawrence, Massachusetts, where they make the shoes. They also have a store there that you can shop and the shoes were sitting there. On, on the shelf for like $60. And I was like, Oh, time is gone. I can get the shoes. They're the right price. Now they're not like $160 or whatever, 60 bucks. Boom. Bought the sneaker. Did you wear them into the ground? Uh, I wore them quite a bit. Yeah. See, see, that's the stuff that I really like in terms of come ups. And I, when I'm thinking of things like this, I'm thinking of things that I really extracted a lot of value out of because I paid $40 for them and mm-hmm. wore them so much. You know what I mean? Like I have a pair of white collar New Balance MT580, the burned rubber collab. Yeah. I think I bought that shoe from West NYC in 2012 and wore it a lot over the years. Again, not the most beloved collaboration, but something that I, just an everyday shoe mm-hmm. at, at, around the same time, again, for like $40. This is another kind of clunky one, but the Fragment Nike Air Magma with the 3M laces, I think. I think again from West NYC, you know, my come ups are like nice. weirdo stuff like that, not the super duper rare resellable things. I'm I'm a humble guy, you know what I mean? Like shout out to Lester Wasserman. Shout out to Chirpin Chicken. Ooh. Miss that. And I, and I, I miss that. <laughs> but go ahead, yes. I have so many fond memories of around that era too, right? When I moved to New York in 2012, I think 2013 DQM had their first ever sample sale. So DQM Dave's quality meat. Not around anymore, but they opened in 2003, and so they they never cleared out all their old stock until like 2013 when they did the sample sale. So I went early, waited in line for a long time. I got this pair of suede perf dunks that was promo tagged. They weren't super cheap. I think they were charging like 100 bucks for them, but still, it was a shoe I knew that nobody else was getting anywhere else at the time. And you know, again, this isn't one of those dunks that you can resell for a ton of money now, but. It felt really special to me to, to get to dig through because you hear so many stories, again, about people digging and going to old mom and pop stores. And that's an experience that I had to watch from afar so often. Yeah, I, I, I see like a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there where it's like you can hop on it early too, where it's, it doesn't seem like an easy flip at the time. But, you know, just kind of having the 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 note, the know with all kind of to, to buy the right things. And I mean, obviously mentioned a thousand times my friendship with paul like he buys mm-hmm. a ton of shoes like that and sits on them for ten, t- yeah sits on them for 10 years and then you're like someone's like why didn't i do that you know everyone yeah. s- says to themselves yeah. why didn't i do that and the one shoe brendan too that i think that you did it with that people were a little bit hyped for when it came out but not as hyped as they should have been was the linen 
Air Force Ones, the the kit. Oh yeah. And you, if you wanted to, you could get a pair. They were a little hard to get, but they weren't impossible to get. But I, I, like- I think I bought them on eBay or something for like two hundred twenty dollars when when Kith Kith Miami brought the Linen Air Force One back out. They had thousands of pairs. It was yeah. And but now they're worth how much? Seven hundred dollars or something like that. I, I still have my pair of DS somewhere. You know, it was another come up for me. Twenty eleven. I remember meeting someone in the parking lot of South Shore Mall. <laughs> this sounds like a dangerous story. No, it wasn't. I'm South Shore Mall is not one. dangerous. South Shore Mall isn't dangerous. I remember 2011. I met someone in the parking lot a few months after June, and I paid I think 250 for the Jordan One bands with the X's on the back. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I, uh, it, it was and like, that's that's like I love that shoe. I wish I had that shoe. And that shoe itself is a come up shoe because remember they only released it at the outlet, so you had outlets. to go stand in line at an outlet. Is it true that? They label them B grades like the outlets usually do when there's a defect, but the B stand for band. Is that true? I don't I think they were labeled B grades. I don't know if it actually stood for band or anything like that. Someone can help us dissect that mystery. But also real quick, I want to say they infamously released at the MLK Nike factory store in Oregon, which I think they just shut that store down. So legendary spot. So I'm going to take a picture of my bands if I could find them. But done to your point, I have worn those into the ground, into the ground. And I remember meeting the kid and he was like, I was like, you know, I'll get, you know, give you 220. We didn't know how much they were going to be worth, honestly. And one of my favorite, favorite pairs. I love those. And it was yeah, it was just another shoot. Like you can't really get those anymore unless you pay a grip for them. But I remember he, he somehow he got them and I was like, Hey, he, he was like, you know, I don't, I, I'm not going to wear them. I don't need them. Um, are you down? Do you want to, do you want to buy them? I was like a thousand percent. So, the, and I have totally beat those. That's a shoe that I'll keep forever that. and keep wearing, to be I honest. Love that. One of the, one of the stories that I heard, and I cannot confirm or deny this. So if you, I don't want to put false information out there. Just put right, a label on it. No, no, no. This Uh-oh. is just a, a a rumor that I had heard about those shoes. So if someone knows more and can confirm or deny this rumor, let Leave us it in know. the comments. Yeah, well, let us know. You'll, you'll let us this know either way. Spicy, is that man. This, is quite this was a, not a conspiracy, but kind of like a marketing ploy by Nike to drive traffic to the outlets just so people would start, you know, coming up at the outlets again because apparently there was like lineups like out like out the wazoo to like get those shoes yeah people were lining up and i do i do recall that being an actual strategy from nike in terms of wanting to get people in the outlets and it's interesting now because it's kind of like the reverse thing is going on and outlets have dried up and there's a reason for that you used to see a lot more random high heat launch product from nike pop up at factory stores on big discounts i think around 2018 they started getting more strict to where if a random outlet store got something super limited they aren't necessarily allowed to put it out on the floor for a big discount they might have to ship it back to the employee store in beaverton you know i believe they just don't want collab partners like supreme or off-white in outlets because that kind of damages their brand name so i think a lot of times when you get a return at an outlet store if you're working at a nike outlet store you can't necessarily sell that shoe right there you have to send it back to another place because they don't want the stories coming out of somebody buying a pair of off-white nikes for 40 dollars or something like that we used to see that happen not so much anymore one of the shoes that uh got ended up at the outlets a few years later that i remember hearing on nike talk were the supreme blazers um, I don't know. I don't know how wow. that happened, but the original Kissimmee outlets, oh, the San Leandro outlets. I mean, 
people who are older than us who've just ran through those have so many stories about the, the stuff they found. There. Those I remember hearing stories about the the original DMP pack. There was like B grades of those oh, shoes okay. that ended up at like that ended with up with the eyelets. Like, yeah, that ended up at like Champs like outlet stores or something like that. Um, I know people are going to be DMing us with crazy stories after this because I know people have yes. found a lot of crazier things than we have at these places. Because I remember and definitely seeing- we want to hear we want to hear some of your come up stories for sure. One of the, one of the things I remember seeing at the outlets, and you kind of wish that you had that you had bought it back then, was there was like the I have a pair of them. Is like the Jeremy Fish uh, Nike SB Classics. It's like the brown one that's in I got them. There's a, there's yeah. a picture yep, of me brown shooting, and pink. Yeah, there's a picture of me shooting a shooting a gun. He did the artwork yep. for the Aesop Rock stuff, which Brendan loves. Um, of course, I, I guess he didn't like the shoes. He wasn't happy with the final product and Nike had a dispute about it. So they pulled them from the shelves and there was an outlet in Kittery, Maine. And I went there and they had like 15 pairs of those just sitting on the hash wall, not even on like the, the expensive wall. Everyone knows the hash wall and like size nine is like the real come ups. There was like a girl I was dating at the time in like 2009, that was like more like a bigger size. And this was before Nike had re-released the Harachis in the U.S. So 2009, you couldn't buy a Harachi in America. Harachis were hard to find back then. <laughs> yes. And there was a sample pair that never made it to production. It was just a white and red pair of Harachis. And I just went there. They were, I want to say, Brendan, they were 40 bucks. And there was the additional like 30% off uh, hash wall. There you go. Hash wall discount. And I think there they came go. to like 20, 23.99 or something like in that. In a box with, with the, with the top cut off, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. The boxes with the top cut off were like the best. <laughs> you knew that you were coming up on something. And they still have those. Like if you go to the employee store now in Beaverton, they have those on the hash wall at the back, you know, Random sizes, totally random stuff. That's that's where you find the real stuff. Also, just speaking about Portland, because obviously Nike is headquartered there and Adidas is North American headquarters is there. So that's a place where, you know, kind of growing up in that area or living in that area a long time, you would always hear stories or myths about things that people would find. So there was a Buffalo exchange that I used to go to on Burnside in Portland where people would talk about random Nike samples ending up there. I think I remember a story and some of these, you just don't know how true they are. Mm-hmm. Either, somebody finding a pair of Yeezys there or like I had a friend in college who said he got the clear soul air Jordan three samples. It's true that just barely even existed. He told me he got them at Buffalo exchange. So I was, I was definitely looking at Buffalo exchange a lot in those years. I think I got the appetite for destruction, Nike SB dunks around like 2009 for like $40. And this is just a comment on the crazy state of SB dunk resale prices. But like, I got that shoe for $40 back then, you know, and, and, and wore it throughout college. And then a decade later was able to sell it for a couple hundred dollars because people are paying crazy prices from there. But also you, you had to be careful at Buffalo exchange because there were definitely fakes there. You would, I remember a fake pair of lobster dunks and I was like, no, 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 no. I, I can tell for sure. And then there was like a, a dead stock pair of Nike SB dunk low, um, the puff and stuff colorway and oh, I was yeah. smelling them and they had that oily smell and I was pretty sure they were fake, but I was like, you know what? It's, it's like Greg street said on here. Like you'll take a gamble on a cheap shoe if, if it turns out to be real. So I remember buying them and never wearing them for years and years and years. And then earlier this year when I was cleaning out, some stuff that I had stashed in Oregon and taking a lot of it to my friends at uh, Index PDX in Portland, a, a consignment shop there. Um, yes. I, I gave them the, I gave them the puff and stuff dunks and I said, look, 
As you can see, I never wore these. I always suspected they were fake. Maybe you guys could tell me if they're fake. If they are, just throw them out. If not, we'll list them. And he took one whiff of them. He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. These are so you, you got to be careful with these with these these treasure hunts. I love that store because so many samples come through that store because they're so close, oh, yeah. they're just so close to the epicenter. Uh, and those guys, you're not you're not getting fakes from that store. I think, Very I think special one spot. of the one of the more depressing things, because I used to do a lot of just like thrifting, not not sneaker hunting, like trying to find like vintage made in USA Pendleton, you know, flannel shirts and stuff like that, that you could get for like super cheap when everyone was like on the Red Wing boots wave. But I remember like going in and you'd find like OG Air Max 96 and you would just be like searching stuff and you're like, holy shit, you know, you'd grab it, but then you'd pick it up and it'd be like the most cooked sneaker of all time. Mm. And you're like, I kind of want to buy it because it's you know, I found a pair in your of Air Max 96s, which never got retroed for you know, $5, but you're like, no, just put it, put it back on the shelf. It's fine. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I've bought like that over the years. And this is not necessarily for crazy cheap prices, but just, you find an old shoe you really want on eBay, like an OG Air Max 97. And then you never, ever get to wear it, but you, you spent the money. You're like, oh, it's a collection piece. Like mm, if you can't wear it, I, I don't, I don't really know if you need to spend the money on it, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. So listen, I think it was just us. Shouts to Kith. It was just us this week, and I think uh, we told some good stories. Uh, thanks for sharing, guys, obviously. We also want to hear from your come-up stories, and you could just drop the shoes, or you could – I don't know if you want to take so much time on Instagram to do paragraphs and paragraphs, but uh, we want to hear your come-up stories and, and on sneakers that that you got. Keep it, keep, keep it brief, but – also. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily need to be in the DMs also. I, I always tell people this. We, we don't need to have a one-to-one conversation. You can, you can tag me in a post or something like that, at me on Twitter, but yeah, the direct message is not totally necessary. But on Twitter, let's maybe start a thread, and we want to hear your stories on come-ups because it's always an exciting thing, and it's, it's a, something that you, you don't maybe know when it's happening, but then years go on, and, and a lot of people have a lot of shoes, but those are the ones that stick out, and... Yeah. Anyone have anything else before we wrap? I just I just want to say there are a lot more stories we can't tell, but I want to say thank you to all the Nike employees who have held me down over the years at the, the company store or letting me buy something on a super duper discount. Anybody at a brand, I appreciate you, even if I am not naming you here explicitly. OK. OK. And of course, we're, we're all very thankful for. Uh, for those types of situations and come ups and. You know, I would tell the audience, just be on the lookout. You never know. You never know. You know, be uh, be keep aware. Hunting. Yeah, keep hunting. Be aware. Welty, last words before we go? My, my, my favorite thing is when you have to try and help someone else come up through uh, – through your connect and you have to put oh my god you have to i'm not not to name any names but you have to put in the awkward i am not asking for free sneakers for somebody else that is uh, always a fun experience yeah the or when they're super rare and like someone two weeks later after they release hey do you think you can get me a pair and it's like <laughs> you know yeah. what actually i will name a name here <laughs> one complex employee who has done this to me several times and I'll, I'll say his name because i love him dearly and he's a friend no matter what but justin bolus loves justin really? the first we feed he, loves to text me a random pair of shoes that came out four weeks ago he's asking for the double seven hundred dollars and the double taps new balances <laughs> tom Sachs, whatever whatever he wants it all justin Ballas, but i love him justin ball is asking for the for the tom Sachs. 
one of one of, one of the best Mario Kart players in the office. Oh, one of one of them. One of them, depending on the day. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. The Complex Sneakers podcast, Friday mornings. Have a great weekend. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by William Smith. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.